Hey everybody, Brian Zane here with another edition of Wrestling with Regret. Wait a minute, hang on. Where am I? This isn't this isn't YouTube. This isn't the Cinnabon. Where the hell am I? Gaming Street Irregulars? Well, I know a thing or two about gaming and certainly being irregular, but no, this is not my scene. I'm out of here. <laughs> Morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome once again to Gaming Street Regulars. I'm James Iris, joined as always by my co-conspirator, Chrissy Harding. Hi, everyone. And today we are talking about Mutant League football with our special guest, Kyle Peffers, who we had a wonderful introduction for, but Zencaster decided to destroy it. Yeah, it went down the memory hole, and neither one of us can find it now. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, the materials we found, uh, the exact cause seems to be uh, due to, among other things, the chaos of an alien invasion, spin control, a sloppy filing system set up by a temp, and what appears to be barbecue sauce. We're just not sure what kind of barbecue sauce. Naturally. Sauce lovers out there. Although I, I gave it a quick taste, and I can tell you that ain't Kansas City. As long as it's not brown sugar, because I like brown sugar, and I don't want right. to sit there and be mad at it. <laughs> it sounds like at it least two like of you will recognize that reference to the game Mutant League Football, which Mutant Football League was derived from. That is the Sega Genesis game. De- designed and, and developed by Michael Mendheim. It was released by Electronic Arts in 1993. I'm reiterating this because that's part of what we lost. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Zencaster, I will eventually end you for losing that because that was a really awesome beginning. Now you can all think about it in your heads. And just right. know that Mutant League Football's filing system is probably about accurate to my my own office's filing system or my own filing system actually that is a scary thought yes yes it is so so kyle who we actually had um on the show who is awesome actually runs the official mutant league football um podcast and you can find that um just by typing his name into youtube or spotify and he will pop up um and he talks about some awesome things about that for those of you who have absolutely no interest in watching the big game this weekend, uh, Mutant League Football actually is going to have their own version of the big game. That's and right, the Mayhem Bowl. The Mayhem Bowl, and I will. Re- and there is a Mutant League Football uh, YouTube channel if you want to watch all the games leading up to it because they did do their own playoff series. Um, I would highly recommend it because it's as entertaining as heck to watch it. And I am not a football person. Actually, I think I figured out who, where the source of the barbecue sauce came from. It was the NFL office. They didn't sue us for saying uh, the bowl that happens to be super. They just out and out destroyed the evidence. Damn them. Now give me more of a reason to hate at the NFL. Outside oh, of yeah. Like, like you and I both need them. I tell you, I, my, I, I look at football the same way I look at politics sometimes. There's two opposing sides, call them bears and lions, Democrats and Republicans, or what have you. Each side has a goal, and each goal is at opposite ends of a very wide field. And the two sides are in constant gridlock, trying to get to their side of the field with... And all the, the whole time, a bunch of has-beens and never-was were are bloviating over the action. That's fair. And this also proves one of the reasons why I prefer hockey. Ah, yes. Go Sabres. <laughs> Which reminds me, there was a follow-up Mutant Hockey League uh, on the Genesis a short while after, and that, unfortunately, was the end of that series. It was. Um, I will definitely say 
um, I actually ended up downloading a ROM of the Mutant League uh, hockey game onto my beautiful computer, the gaming computer that I now have that's, you know, not like the other one. Um, and I forgot really how bad the controls were. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I unfortunately, was like, Mutant Hockey League wound up being rushed out the door because EA just lost faith in the franchise. They wanted to become the the quote-unquote real sports company. And you can see the mountains upon mountains of Whatever. money they've made off of that. Whatever. Give me a fun game. But yeah, um, what was really cool about the actual original Mutant League um, uh mutant you know mutant the mutant league football game the original one down in 93 was it was actually based off of madden in a way that was actually the engine that they they kind of borrowed for it a little bit um and as kyle had actually told us it mutant league football was actually a pet was actually a pet project for michael menheim that's right um, he always wanted, he was obsessed with zombies. And what bet, what is not more of a fun game than zombies playing football? And I actually have to say, watching some of the gameplay and, and remembering playing it myself at my friend's house who had a Sega Genesis. Um, yeah, he was onto something. Absolutely. And of course, he wasn't necessarily alone. Games Workshop came up with the board game Blood Bowl, the uh, back in the mid-80s, and that was a cult hit around the tabletop circuit around that time. And, you know, our guest Kyle is also a Blood Bowl fan. We will have him back for that subject eventually. But as far as the relationship between Blood Bowl and Mutant Football League and Mutant League Football, or whatever uh, arrangement of those three words you want to give it, apparently there is none. Um, Mike had come up with the idea when he was looking at his beloved Chicago Bears nickname, the Monsters of the Midway. And he was like, hmm, Monsters, football, this works. And Why yeah, not? he was right. No, it's, he's it was, right. It was his peanut butter and chocolate moment. And suddenly now I'm hungry for a Reese's. I have M&M peanut butter over here. Oh, those are good. Mm-hmm. All right. Wow. Even doing a, a substitute intro, we're having tangents. <laughs> Did I add that, that to the total for the episode, or does that replace the tangents we lost? I'm not sure I which think, one it is. I, 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 I think that counts as a half point. Okay. So we're at three and a half for this episode. <laughs> and Spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah, and before we get into even more spoilery territory, we're going to actually cut it off here before the referee that got bribed gives us a penalty. Oh, wait. Too late. Uh, we got yellow flagged. Ten-yard penalty on the New London Patriots for constantly looking at me like I'm a tasty cartoon ham steak. And that's weird. So, Kyle, what's your favorite team in the game? Uh, it is now the newest team, the Snuffalo Thrills, which is a parody on the Buffalo Bills. They just came out for the newest DLC. I was about to ask if there was a Buffalo team. Considering yes, they are the, the newest DLC called the Snuffalo Thrills at New Fira Stadium, and they <gasps> do play in the blizzard. Oh, my God. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, there is rumors that there's been enough noise that there might be some flaming tables actions that could be in the stands if and when they update the newest rosters. Oh the Buffalo Mafia will have flaming tables that you will see fans flying through. <laughs> That is so awesome. I like that. This that is great. Being been to a few Buffalo Bill games myself. I'm not a football fan, but I will go to them. Yeah, that that I gotta see. I have well, to see that. Well, they talked to me and they're like, I don't I didn't get it. Being from Los Angeles, which is where Chad is from, and Michael from Chicago, they didn't get what the Bills Mafia. They heard about it. They you know, it's always in the news until they YouTube it. And it's like, 
oh, this might be just one or two games. No, no, it's a weekly no. event. It is a spectacle all by themselves, and then they're shocked, and then it's like, if that's what you guys want, we will put it in the game. <laughs> it just perfectly fits the game itself. Like, it, it belongs there, considering, you know, what, what the Mafia does. Correct. Which, also, which is so funny because Buffalo is a huge mafia town, actually. So. Which the team itself is based off of one of the specialties on the field is you have, once you break the 50 yard line, the mafia will shoot you with Tommy guns as you're running to the end zone. <laughs> so I need to see this. You will have to face the Thrills mafia to score on the, bill, the Snuffalo team. I keep hearing Snuffalo, and even though I know it's parodying Buffalo, I keep wanting to go, Hiya, bird. How you doing? Right. <laughs> oh my All celebrity voices are impersonated. <laughs> well, we, we, we claim Snuffalo nothing. isn't the only stadium that has projectiles thrown at you. Unfortunately, Terror Bay, the mutineers, they will shoot cannonballs. As you oh, run, I believe that their end zone from oh, their pirate ships. Oh my god! So you have to shoot, get run past cannonballs when you face Terror Bay, which unfortunately Carcass City has to next Sunday <laughs> when they go down to Tampa Bay to face the other team. Wow. So, but and that actually brings me to something I wanted to discuss. There does not seem to be very much sacred in this game. I've been reading some some of the quips on the humor, and there there's a reference to grabbing to taking people out with a crowbar, and then then someone says, "What? Too soon to make a Nancy Kerrigan joke?" <laughs> yes. <Yikes. laughs> I, mean, that, I mean, yeah that that's a a 90s reference, but that's still a little bit on the dark side, even with the passage of time. And I'm not even going to get get into what they have to say about uh, a certain 80s sitcom personality. Yes, Ooh. that's one of my favorites, actually. Oh my Fun fact, though, uh, Grim Blitzrow, the commentator, is Tim Blitzrow from NBA Jams. He's the that's commentator. Right. Mm-hmm. From NBA Jams, I and- just love the commentators. Like, I there's been a few times watching some of the gameplay where I'm I have to step when as soon as they start talking, I have to remind myself do not take a drink <laughs> <laughs> because they they're sometimes some of the stuff that they come up with. I'm like trying not to bust out laughing with something in my mouth. Like, <laughs> it's such it's so witty. And it, it's just one of those things where you're just like, you're like, you're like, I, you're trying not to laugh because, but you have to, because it's just so funny. No, they did a fantastic job with this project. And I have to believe it probably came as a bit of stress relief having done so many straight laced, comparatively straight laced anyway, NBA jam titles and the like to get, do something just bonkers for, for a change. Right. <laughs> And yeah. unlike that other game, uh, you don't have to buy the game every year at 60 bucks. They will give you roster updates for free every time there's a roster update. Oh, my. That's awesome. So and you don't have to go to about- 19, 20, or 21 to get who's on whose team. They will do it for you for free when it happens as it happens. Yeah, and the that game itself the doesn't break the budget either. I think it's what thirty dollars on the Switch 20? store right now. Twenty. Uh, Stream 20? has it for fourteen ninety nine. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I got it for twenty on the Switch. Right. Yeah. And you can buy it for the PC for fifteen. Yeah, unfortunately, I, uh, that's probably an option for Chrissy. But my PC is basically around the power level of an Xbox three sixty, so maybe not on my computer. No, but my computer can handle it, and it actually currently is in my wish list in my Steam store um, to play. 
is is actually Mutant League um, football. And like I said, I I'm I hope they make a Mutant League hockey. I really do because I that's my game right there is hockey. Personally, I'm hoping for the planned but never realized basketball game. They oh, have that's right. One project first. I have talked to the guys. They have confided in me. But with new gen, there is Mutant Football League 2 coming Ooh. in this summer or beginning of next year, depending on how fast they get it done. So sadly, Snuffalo will be the last DLC so they can jump and run to Mutant Football League 2. If that game is a success, then they'll start thinking about hockey. Okay, well, uh, football fans out there, you know what to do. If you own a PS5 or Xbox Series X, this this is the time to jump on the bandwagon and make these games a success, especially in light of what we've already discussed with the free updates, because I love that smaller independent passion project games are willing to do that, give us these Give us all three roster updates, new teams, new features, new goodness knows what else. All for, all for for either free or at least a lower cost. Ninety nine cents is for the teams. Yeah, that's that's lovely. That's awesome, and that's a good respect to your play, to the people who the gamers too, because these games cost most top line games cost so much but looking at the art graphic like this is a top of the line game for such a good price like i, I you know and in, in i always look at price just because sometimes you know between bills and everything especially with the pandemic going on now it's like you want to stretch your dollar and but just watching these gameplay videos and just oh my god like these guys could have charged more and they didn't which tells you how much they love this game and they want people to enjoy it. Like, this is just, it's such an awesome game. Um, I'm trying to think of what my next question is. <laughs> Go, James. Oh, actually, uh, so Kyle, my understanding is you also run a league in your area. Tell us a little more about that. Uh, it's an online league. Of basically, they try to gather up... Uh, bunch of PlayStation Switch and Xbox One and sometimes PC and just run leagues. It's run through eSports Labs and they try to bring the community together to play and try to make the game grow as much as they can. There's actually the last one was last year and but everyone's been waiting just for all the DLCs to hit before they set up another tournament based and go from there. Okay. So, so how have, how have the past session seasons uh, gone for you in particular? Um, I'm not as good as I think I am. <laughs> uh, I've been humbled a few times. To the point where I just practice on online as much as I can, just to keep up with it. Well, you probably beat the pants off of me. I mean, a, I'm new. B, sometimes my thing, my thumb gets so fumbly, I I wind up trying to go for the Y button, and I hit X, and yes. <laughs> there goes the ball into the into the stands. And this game will make sure you know you messed up quite royally and will not defend oh, yes. any personnel at all. So on that, But actually, on that note, Kyle, for someone who's going new into the game, like James um, and myself, what are some tips you could give us? Or give uh, a new do player? season mode right off the bat. Right on, off the bat, do season mode, put it on rookie, Learn the mechanics. The, each team has its own ratings. That way you'll know what you're comfortable with, what the gameplay is of the teams that you like the most. 
and do multiple teams so you know how each other team plays. So if you do go online, you know exactly what to expect. So don't just get honed in on one team. Do a variety of teams just so you're comfortable with how the formations are, how the gameplay is, what to expect if they're run lined up like this, you set up like that. Wow. That way you get a little bit more comfortable once you play multiple online opponents at the same time. Okay, that does make a ton of sense because as I was looking over some things today, I definitely noticed that the teams all have their own individual rosters, like uh, the New York uh, Titans, I want to call them? Tyrants. Tyrants, thank you. It rhymes with the Giants, naturally. But they're they're definitely a mix of uh, I saw some of the some humans, some some aliens, some werewolves, and I think some trolls in there. Whereas the Tokyo Terminators are an all cyborg team, so definitely each team will have its own individual strengths and weaknesses. Like the cyborgs, I, my understanding is they're going to be a. I, are they more of a reliable passing team, or or are cyborgs more of a reliable passing player? Yes. Whereas your um, standard box box standard orc would be more of a, a running slash blocking character. Correct. And then the the werewolves are the passers, and the skeletons are more of your runners, just because you have okay. the speed. All right. Yeah. And of course, humans as as ever are the all arounders. Correct. Which they have an Easter egg for the humans uh, from the original. They couldn't use the same name, but Bones Jackson is from the original game that he brought over to this game. And he is in the ah. dynasty mode as one of the free agencies. Again, he couldn't get any of the players, but few switching up with the letterings and he can have the same characters. Yeah. So, so Bones knows football, but does Bones know baseball? <laughs> we'll find out, hopefully. Yeah. I could not help but reference those old Nike ads. It was <laughs> Nike, right? Or was that Wheaties? So many yes. sponsorships. They were the beginning of the Pretty Boys. Yep. Yeah, that and that just keeps in, in just the theme of, of this game. You really couldn't even really it's almost it's like a parody, but it's not a parody. It's like it's it it can come off as a parody of, of the NFL, but it really is its own thing. Yeah, it plays more like Blitz Street and then Madden. Yeah. It's that backyard football feel rather than full stadium right out here. Right out of the gate, yeah. Um, and I just love the details that they put to the background, like the stadium background. Like, just some of the details that they have for some of them, like like the, the parody of the New Orleans Saints. Yes, with the skeletons. The zombies. Oh my God, looking, I, I was watching one of the gameplays, and I was just like, I'm looking at the background, and I'm like, oh my God. God, that's gorgeous. Like, you can just tell the details that went into this. Which, and I just, by the way, the new Gorlean Zombies is a contest-winning team. When this game first started, they had a contest of the a new team, and that is actually the winner team of the contest uh, made by Christian awesome. Hollower who created and they contact him and he is actually a backup quarterback as Crimson Hollower for winning the contest. Nice. Oh, that's great. As well as Full Metal Mayhem, that is the 5K Kickstarter donation team. It's some YouTuber. I have no idea who it is, but he kickstarted $5,000 and that is his team. The Full Metal Mayhem is the team that he created and somewhere he's part of that team as well. I'll have to look that up more. But yeah, they are very community based. They will have polls saying, do you want this? Do you want that? 
how's this team's name? How's that team's name? Like, uh, Baltimore Razors is actually a combined name of a tie of two different team names that they actually had in mind. But because it was a tie, they combined the two team names together just because the community wanted both names. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm trying to look up uh, who was un- behind that Full Metal Mayhem. Unfortunately, I'm not nearly as fast with the Google as our esteemed boss, Tanya, is. Oh, yeah, Tanya's <laughs> quick, man. You say something, and next thing you know, she's already got it up, and you're just like, how? <laughs> like, how did you do that? <laughs> so. No, this game has been my bread and butter that I want this to succeed as much as I can. And you even have your own podcast on it. I do. I have dedicated it, and that's where I get my all my information from. I've actually had Michael Menham and Chad Nimmo on my podcast, and they have officialized me as the official place that they will use to up-to-date information when things come out. So they'll talk to me, and they will actually spread it through me. That's how the Snuffalos uh, thrills came out. That's the information okay. Mutant Football League 2 came out. And I, they're actually going to be on my podcast in May when we do the draft and updates on the next game. Oh, that's got to be awesome. Oh, it, it's like talking to my heroes. Okay. That that's so cool, and um and you get and you got into this back when the like back in nineteen ninety three when the original games came out, and um because we were taught you were saying that what was your favorite team back then? Uh, they were the worst teams, but it was the sixty winers. Oh, I, I still love that name. Every time I hear it, I'm just like I, I have to smile. Because um, that was my grandfather's favorite team was the sixty nine the forty niners, right? And that's one of the things I loved about the. Every time I hear it, I just start because I'm sure if my grandpa was alive and heard that, he'd be like, "Excuse me." (laughs) Which my favorite player was Mittens, who was the third string running back, which happened to be the worst player in the entire game. (laughs) And me and my brothers would be like, "Mittens, no!" as he blows up and. Falls into bits. <laughs> it's like, no mittens. Boom. Dang it. <laughs> no, we would purposely always play as the 61ers just because the, it had the rose as the symbol and they were the worst team in the entire game. <laughs> now, which one would you have considered the best team in the entire game? Uh, the Galaxy Aces, which is the all-star team, is the best team in the league. Which has all the best players. In the but entire I game. was more of a Terminator Trolls guy from the originals. Okay. It was an all-trolls team. They were mid-base team, mid-ranked, but uh, they had a farting ability that would blow up your players <laughs> as their special oh. trick. Oh, that's great. Which is good. About I'm this adjusting game. the sign that now says, says days since toilet humor was referenced on this podcast back down to zero. Hey, <laughs> they can, they can, they can recruit my dog. Cause he can clean out the room half the time. Oh, Oscar, goodness. And that's what's great about this game, too, is each team has its own special abilities to use against other teams. Which is awesome, because like, it makes it, each team, it's not like it's a generic like cut and paste. Each team has its own character that you can get to know, which is cool. I like, I love it when they do that, where it's like, it's not the same team. It's they're all different and you can pick your play style and who works with your play style. And I like how, and I love how they call like the special things that they do. It's called dirty tricks. Like that's great. Oh, there are, I, I actually managed to 
toy around with one of the dirty tricks. I did the, I think it was the magic mushrooms one. That actually, yes, strawberry fields. I just picked it because as a dyed in the wool Beatles lover, I, I had to go for it and I was not disappointed. I was, however, disappointed when I got the touchdown and it turned out the referee was bribed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. the best way to counteract the bribe ref is to keep your bribe ref and then re-bribe the ref so you don't lose any more yards than you already have lost. It's bribeception, ladies and gentlemen. Bribes within bribes. Right, because your bribe will then counteract with his bribe, which would then become yours, and you don't have to kill the ref to stop the bribe. Yeah, that's eventually what what the team I was playing against in my one playthrough did. I barely won that game. Wound wound up eking out an 11-8 victory after... Scoring a four-point field goal, and that's actually one of the neater things I like about this game. The risk versus reward on the field goals, because the longer ones are worth more points. Yeah, it goes actually, all the way to five past 50. Yeah, that's... I, I you know, in, in a... I had a point with this, and how I lost it. Oh, this happens every week now. Yes, it does. This is becoming a weekly occurrence. <laughs> we were glad you were here to see it, Kyle, because no one believes oh. me when I tell them it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, it's just, it's so, like, I love the fact that you can have shotguns on the field. Yes. Or even the halftime show, like... Like, I love that they do the halftime show where it's literally, it's one player versus all of the refs. <laughs> like, and I especially love that it's styled like a twin stick shooter. Yes. Games. And if you get enough points, you can resurrect one of your players throughout the game. Oh. oh if you I've get up to 500 that. points, you'll get a resurrection dirty trick and you can resurrect one player that has died throughout the game. Okay. That's awesome. Death is frequent in this game. I lost like four players in the one exhibition game I played. At <laughs> least. Oh yeah, I, And I love the music they use for it because that's actually one of my favorite pieces by Bach. <laughs> when I first heard them play it, I'm like, what? It's like, that's oh awesome. yeah, they have their own guy that makes all the music for every team. Oh, that's awesome. Indeed. So each team has its own unique uh, theme that goes with them. Now, Kyle, I want to ask if there was anything you could add to this already fairly complete package of a game, what would it be? Uh, If I'm going to speak on behalf of the community, they want crossplay. Ah, yes. Because individually... Individually, uh, each tournament is small, but as a whole, it would be a lot bigger. Like the PCs would be able to play with the Switches. The Switches would be able to play with the Playstations. And that is the biggest gripe is they see all these other games get cross-plays, but not this one. And they've uh, come and talked to me about it saying... uh, it's too powerful for what they have because they are a small game developer. Yeah, unfortunately, that is the golden snitch for a lot of these competitive games. It, it And it requires the big bucks, especially to get past Sony's reluctance to do crossplay with their platform. Yeah. And with Switch yeah, is... You being James, uh, Switch player, you're actually a few teams and a couple roster updates behind the rest of us just because of Nintendo's restrictions on uh, how they run things. So you technically just got the Nashville Lycans while the rest of us have already gotten the end of the year roster update and the Snuffle Thrills. 
So hopefully you as a Switch player, Snuffalo will be out beginning of February is what they're planning. Okay. Okay. I was wondering why they weren't on there. That is a Switch problem. That is not them. They distribute all the teams to every system, and it's always the longest with Switch. For some reason, they don't know. That is what it is, is what they said on my podcast last episode. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a Nintendo thing. Uh, People who read my blog will know when I... Like to talk when I talk about Nintendo, I like to uh, gleefully appropriate a description of uh, when the when Zunker Harris from the Doonesbury comic strip was being animated for a TV special. They said that he does not march to the beat of his own drum, but rather to the beat of his own rhythm section. If that doesn't describe <laughs> Nintendo to a T, I don't know what does. March right. to the beat of your own tuba. <laughs> so. No, I think the beat of your own tuba are the people who released the current uh, that kickstarted the Atari VCS thing. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. But we are tangenting again. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Tied with most of our other episodes now. I know. The only one that's ahead of all of them is with Pemi because that was five. Um, like, that's really sad that Tanya and Chris couldn't beat beat him and they're like the tangent king and queen no kidding (laughs) so but no the way i describe mutant football league is if you're a fan of blood bowl it is blood bowl without dice and more arcadey yes yeah that's the one thing i liked i liked about it when i played it when i was younger it was like it was like i was back in the arcade playing an arcade game um because about that time, the arcade up at the mall by my house was slowly dying off, I guess is the best word for it. Because it really wasn't, they took out a lot of games from it. So it was really kind of cool to to play it. And it felt like, you know, I wasn't eating my quarters, but it was a good game. I really enjoyed it because it reminded me of that, you know, kind of arcade gameplay. And as a retro gamer, I do love that feel. Um, and funny we mention arcade games because, uh, and also Pemmy, because uh, Mr. Pembroke W. Corgi has a uh, a somewhat related arcade funhouse review of a Midway arcade game, Pigskin 621 AD, that is also reminiscent of this and Blood Bowl and the like, though as an arcade game from 1990, far more limited, also being one built off uh, the Arch Rivals engine. Right, well, that's the one where they're basically Vikings uh, throwing axes at each other. Essentially, yeah. yeah. And the player that's behind gets to summon a troll. Right. <laughs> so, so, let's see. Uh, so, Chrissy, do we have any other questions for Kyle about the game? Or uh, do you, rather? I, I really don't because, like, he's answered all the questions and, you know, the, like I said, the big one was if you're some – oh, wait, I just thought of one. What do you oh, think good. of the Dynasty mode? Uh, that is basically the create-your-own-team uh, mode. You start off as the worst of the worst and you got to spend your money to buy the best of the best. The problem is you spend your money too quickly – and your players start dying, you have no money to resurrect your players. And if you don't spend your money, you don't have the players that you need, then you won't advance. So that is truly their create-a-team mode. You choose a team, and they're automatically ranked at number 40, and you got to work your way up, and you beat Dynasty mode once you win five Mayhem Bowl titles. And I think a lot of from what I've seen, a lot of people like it because it, it can expand. It's like a, it's almost like you create the team, but you're following team, not just for a season, but through seasons, like over the years where you, you know, you lose players, you pick up new players, kind of like you were, it kind of gives you a chance to play like the, the general manager of an actual football team. Yeah. It's their legacy edition pretty much. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to go quickly back to the subject of additions to the game because I do agree cross-play is a big thing, but what I was more thinking of would be more 
the thematic elements? I mean, are there any other player races you want to see added? Any more uh, types of uh, hazards on the field? We haven't even talked about the field hazards yet, have we? Oh, no, we have not talked about the traps. No. Each uh, stadium has its own uh, personal traps that you have to fumble, run, not get blown up, not fall through, and hopefully you make it to the end. And that's, Which, not, and that's not counting the fans that try to stop you, too. Correct. Right. <laughs> and uh, that is going to be one of the things that they will improve on in Mutant Football League, too. They are going to strip this game from the ground and rebuild it from the back up. And throughout the year, they will have community polls that says, do you want A, B, C, or D? And whichever gets the most votes will be first in line to the additions of field traps, uh, stadiums, teams that they want in first. Because not all the teams that are in this game may potentially be in next game. Okay. Okay, that that's good to know. Now, what is your least favorite trap in this whole entire game? The worms. Oh, the sandworms. So they they Sam. come out of you know, anywhere, wherever, and if you have an open field laneway, all of a sudden, there they are. Well, clearly, your players aren't walking without rhythm. Right, they are very tremor-like. Worms that will feel the vibrations of the field. Oh, okay. Lord. Reference Beetlejuice, reference Dune. I think I've gotten all the sandworm references I can out of that. No, yeah, you also got reference to Tremors, the movie Tremors. Oh, yes, yes, and Tremors. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm, I, yeah, I saw the, the sandworm animation. I'm like, oh, that's got to be a blank to deal with. And then you got the random landmines, the loose fields, like the blizzard stadiums, it's loose ice. So all of a sudden, you'll fall through the ice. (laughs) Oh, my lordy. Oh, lord. No, the only thing that I truly miss is from the originals where you see the coach animations as you're pitching. Picking the plays. Yeah, where the coach ah. gives you where the coach gives you a, a quote unquote pep talk as you're picking out your plays. And he is either happy or ha- uh, unhappy, regardless of how you're playing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's one that, of the animations that I've missed dearly. I imagine if they wanted to do that as 3D animation with all the models already on the screen, that would take up a bit more processing power. That's probably something they can do this current generation now, though. So, fingers crossed that gets in there. Well, the cool. other thing, too, is they can also uh, cut out probably, because whenever, like, a touchdown is scored or something, they do put up animations of the players, you know, kind of like the players on the side, like, commenting, like, yeah, I just did that, like, or, you know, like, kind of bragging. They could probably even replace those out and swap those out with the coach, too. Okay. That is true. So, but but yeah, those the I the the players when they do their quote unquote commenting on stuff, sometimes it just like I said, the the tongue in cheek humor is is awesome in this game. There's a few of them where I sat there, it was like, "Hey Ray Charles, check your blind side." And I'm like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> it's like, "Wow, nothing is sacred." That was great, but nothing is sacred. Um. But yeah, or like I, I've scored more than a millionaire on a yacht surrounded by swimsuit models. Like it's just like, oh my, okay. yeah. It's, I'm like I said, the tongue in cheek humor in this. It's very tongue in cheek, either macabre or dark. But it's it's so well done because it fits the game. So we are going to take a short break, and when we return, we're going to have this day in game history. We're going to have all the notes on how you can support this podcast, and we will uh, get things wrapped up. Ten-yard unfashionable conduct penalty on the Carolina Panzers, wearing Crocs and socks in public. 
Want to support the Irregulars? Head over to www.patreon.com backslash FC3ROC. We're part of the media division of Flower City Comic Con, based in Rochester, New York. We're a nonprofit group. Everything we make off of Patreon and everything else we do goes right back into putting on our future conventions and other events, from reserving the facilities to bringing in guests. If you pledge any amount, even a slim dollar, you will receive improved access to my blog entries, where every Tuesday I go over current video game news and write retrospectives on old-school arcade games, all delivered conveniently to your inbox. There's plenty of other perks and rewards, and if you don't see what you're looking for, reach out to the crew. They'll be happy to work with you. Want to get a hold of us in particular? You can email Christy directly at k-r-i-s-s-i at fc3roc dot org and me at j-a-m-e-s at fc3roc dot org at the moment we're still working out most social media matters but we are indeed on facebook at gaming street irregulars chrissy and i are fairly frequently there sharing news and things we find cool and begging i mean asking for your questions and answers to be used in upcoming episodes Yeah, asking. That's the ticket. We love hearing from you all, whether you have praise, constructive criticism, or just want to share something cool and gaming-related yourselves. Also, wherever you find FC3 on social media, we're usually not too far behind. So if you reach out to them with something for us, they'll get it to us shortly. Legally speaking, all music, sound effects, voice clips, and so on are the properties of their respective owners. We make no claim to them and have no intention of profiting off of them. Please don't sue us. We have nothing you'd want. Video game history for February 4th. Tie things back to Electronic Arts, who of course originally published the inspiration for today's subject. In 2000 was the release of probably the most, uh, probably the antithesis of this sort of game, The Sims. Oh, yeah. On Windows. And I remember picking that game up in college about a year after it had come out, or maybe two years, and filling that thing with random superheroes and anime character models. It was very weird having a house with Shampoo from Ron Mahoff just randomly sitting at a computer playing shooters while the Hulk walked down the neighborhood sidewalk. <laughs> I really wish I could have seen your sim your Sims now. That sounds like an awesome, awesome viewing. Unfortunately, uh, I think I don't know what the modding community is like for that game right now. Um I don't know how hard not- EA is tamped down on it or if they're still open with it or what. Um, apparently you have not watched what people do to their Sims recently, have you? I don't think there's much of a modding community to Sims anymore. I think think they've all kind of gone, forget it, just let them do what they want. Mm. All Mm. right. So, Kyle, tell us where we can find your podcast, your web store, and your everything else. Uh, I'm actually on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and CamCom under Kyle Peffer's official Mutant Football League podcast. And in the link in the description below, I do actually sell the game myself on Steam, along with other games like Dead by Daylight, Raid of Rain 2, and I get 10% of the profits through Playmoto. Oh, nice. Yeah, that is, that's nice work if you can get it, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So you buy it for $14.99, and I get a $1.49 profit. Hey. So, so when you get your copy, Chrissy, that's where you're headed. I've already wrote it down. I am so doing it that way, because if I can support someone, I am all for it. And uh, it is a website for content creators, and one of the content uh, organizers actually found me through the discord of mutant football league. And I posted my first episode of the podcast. He loved it. He invited me to it and the rest is history. Very cool. Very impressive. 
because mostly they deal with streamers and the YouTubers, but they didn't have any podcasters and IRIM and they happen to be selling the game through a contract that they have through Digital Dreams and all the other games that they have. And I now part of the Playmoto community. I love it. I love it. Okay. So it, once you find the podcast, the link to the e-store is right in the description of what the podcast is about. That's Excellent. awesome. So check it out, people. Yep. If you're interested in Mutant Football League, absolutely check that sucker out. Even if you don't have a system that can run it, it's purchased through Steam. You'll be able to hang on to that sucker across across what however many PCs you go through in the next few years. And uh, PC right now is the biggest online community. So if they're looking for online gameplay, I do recommend Steam over the other systems, which are smaller, more isolated. So it's one of those, if you don't know somebody that has a Switch or a Xbox, then you're probably not going to find somebody unless it's just random off the lot. You try it. You happen to get somebody. No, the community is more big on the PC world right now. Okay. And it's compatible for controller or keyboard if you do a PC style. Ah, oh, that's nice. Good that's good. So they will give you an option to use a controller or keyboard when you play it on PC. Woohoo! Oh. We are going to set this thing down there, folks. We hope you uh, are get, getting ready to enjoy the big game, whether you're rooting for uh, Kansas City or Tampa Bay, or if you're like me and you're just hoping to survive long enough to get through to the end of it and the end of the football season. Or if you don't wish to watch either one, you can always watch, check out the Mutant League Mayhem Bowl. Absolutely, yes. Which that actually would be more they fun. They have a YouTube channel that they put up each of the playoff games so far that you should check out. They have their own YouTube channel and they will then posting all the postseason games and what who they thought would win. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Folks, we're going to leave it at that. For Chrissy Harding and, and Kyle Peffers, I'm James Irish. Thank you so much for tuning in to Gaming Street Regulars. And until next time, game on. Bye, guys. Bye. One last thing before we forget, Kyle Peffers, thank you so much again for joining us. You are always welcome at our table.